Welcome to There's a Sub for That. We are the front podcast of the internet. He's your host, a sack of potatoes, Scott Garola. <laughs> and he's your other host, Willie. Your hole is his goal, Matson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We're a show all about Reddit. Covering all the ups and down votes in about 30 minutes. If you like the show, you can find more of us on TikTok. YouTube, and Instagram. Or still wishing Harrison Ford was stuck in that refrigerator from Indiana Jones because I don't want it to come back. (laughs) What I don't want to do today is acknowledge anything about you being sick. Everybody can hear it in his voice. He's a hot pile of garbage, but hot. And that's what matters. (laughs) It's been a hell of a week. We're just going to push along. You're going to do great, buddy. I believe in you. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Ugh. I watched a lot of trailers, and I just want some quick hot takes. The first one that dropped early, I, I guess right when this episode went live last week, was Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a pleasant surprise, especially coming on the heels of the Christmas special. Which I watched. Yep. And what'd you think? For a Christmas special, I'm going to give it a B plus. I like the premise. I like the the person that they follow. Arguably better CG in some <laughs> areas than other Marvel shows. Yeah. I mean, my quick hot take was that I didn't think the CG was that great. I thought they kind of skimped. And which part was it? Was it Groot? Was it the medium-sized Groot, which was clearly Vin Diesel in weird, a bodysuit? Weird linebacker <laughs> Groot was odd, but... No, I just, it kind of like the transition scenes while they were running through the big obvious stage set. Uh, sure. Less CG, m- more realistic um, effects. Maybe that's what threw it off. But uh, it just felt different. It felt lower quality, if that can even be a thing, even though maybe they used higher quality materials. I don't know. But I still found it to be fun, though. Gardens of the Galaxy 3, it's a no-brainer. Going to go see it. No matter what. My hot take is that at least two of them are going to die. Yeah, I mean, there's probably going to be more than two. Just based on, well, of the main characters. Oh, okay. Uh, Groot, not Groot, sorry. Rocket, I think Rocket is going to die. The trailer kind of sets that up. That's what the trailer wants you to believe. I know, but I have a hard time believing that they're not going to go that far. It's going to be something that James Gunn's exit from the MCU will definitely be felt through he's not necessarily guaranteed to ever come back and do something with the guardians going forward. So he can kind of walk away with, I guess he's earned enough good rapport that he can walk away kind of doing anything he wants on the, on the story, as long as it doesn't interfere with the overall grand scheme of Kevin. Yeah. And maybe, maybe they bring him back because uh, I've, I mean, there's no way, that if this is not a successful movie and they say, let's bring Guardians back, they're not just going to say James Gunn is going to do it. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure there's some contractual definitely allowed to compete against Warner Brothers because let's be honest, it's not really a competition. <laughs> then we saw the trailer of Old Man Riding a Horse, which is Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. I think it's so weird as somebody who grew up Watching the original Indiana Jones that had zero CGI 
to now almost a complete CGI Indiana Jones landscape. Like I can't tell what's actually real in in those trailers. And if Harrison Ford is even real. Yeah. At, at this point, I just want him to take the role of old Sean Connery. He should just be reprised as dad. Move it, move him back and let let somebody else take oh. the stage. And maybe maybe that's what they're doing with his daughter being the main goddaughter or the yeah. female antagonist. I don't know. Phoebe protagonist pro lastly though scott <laughs> and maybe the most important trailer which i refuse to watch not for spoilers and you'll see why is transformers rise of the beasts i watched that trailer completely forgetting that this was ever on the slate of movies to uh, be coming out and do you know what they show a whole lot of nothing whole I, lot of i'm nothing. not i am not watching it to avoid spoilers but for your mental health from yes, <laughs> correct. Once you see a giant transformer-sized gorilla come out of the jungle and like roar, and you're like, "Oh, is this is this a new Optimus Prime?" And then, nope. Spoiler alert, because you didn't watch the trailer. Optimus Prime <laughs> shows up and faces off against said gorilla. Well, then you just know that eventually he's probably gonna jump a shark, a big robotic shark, <laughs> later on in the movie. Who is the? Because these sh- these movies are all sexist. And they always have to have somebody who is hypersexualized. Who is the sexy Megan Fox? Oh, um, I I don't know anybody in this movie. Like my knowledge of the Transformers kind of stops at the 1980s movie where Optimus Prime just gets blown away in the first 10 seconds. Um, Whoa! What what was it? Was it on HBO at night? After I mean, honestly, Optimus Prime just getting blown away. I think we mentioned it before, Um, but they they killed him just so they could make more toys. They literally said, "Like, what if we got rid of Optimus Prime and then we can sell more Transformers?" But as a (laughs) child, you've watched this entire show, and then your favorite, most beloved character. I mean, it'd be like watching the Avengers movie and then Iron Man just gets decapitated by Thanos in the first 10 seconds. I mean, I guess that's what Game of Thrones did with Ned Stark. Yeah. Spoilers. Man, just real shocker to the, you know, taint when you're a kid. What? Who's doing what to my taint? <laughs> the other show or series thing that was announced by Disney. It was like Disney's week this week, apparently. It must have been but some if this... con or something, right? Yeah, apparently. If this week... This episode comes out on the 8th, on the 14th, Disney National Treasure Series. The cast has a message for you. Oh. Can you guess what it is? Don't miss the two-episode premiere of National Treasure Edge of History on December 14th. I bet the message is, don't try to find Nick Cage, because he's not in this one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm scrolling through the cast of characters. And I know none of these people. Oh, except, oh man, and I follow her. Now I feel bad for forgetting her name. Say it. She's Gamora's sister in Guardians. You mean the doctor's former companion? Was she? Yeah. I didn't know she was in Doctor Who. What's her name? Now I feel really bad because I think she's great. Karen? J- Jillian? G- G- Galligan? Karen, Karen, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's right. I got it. Wow, I'm an asshole. Uh, But no, I. Outside of that, 
to me, it looks like it's a random cast of people I don't care about. Yeah, well, it'll probably be good-ish, at least. But jury's out. I, at this point, I'm just afraid of, like, what does a national treasure... What do they do? Are they stealing it back from uh, colonial museums so they can give it back to the country? <laughs> <laughs> there is something to be said about a show where, episodically, they're trying to solve a bigger mystery. There's a reason why I like Harry Potter. Harry Potter is a mystery-solving movie veiled behind magic. National Treasure, the first one, is let's solve this mystery. Let's figure out a way around this. You have Ocean's Eleven movies. I love that type of storytelling. And if they can do this, even to a B level, I think I'm going to enjoy it. If you're into mysteries, have I got a show for you. Ladies and gentlemen, as I was sitting home sick most of this week, I decided to peruse the local streaming services, and I found a show called 1899. Its little thumbnail is a boat that is reminiscent of the Titanic, and it said it's kind of like a spooky thriller. And I was like, all right, well, it's on my recommendation thing, and it's got cool font, and I like old boats and mysteries, and I'll give it a chance. I'll give the first episode a chance. Okay. As I've mentioned before, Lost is my favorite television show of all time, probably to this day. It is the closest I've ever felt to watching that show and that experience from my youth (laughs) that I've ever felt. It is so good. I burned through the whole season in three days. Yeah, give that one a gander. And that's 1899. All right, well, speaking of years, 1899 is a year, but I'm Mm. thinking of a different year. I'm thinking of the year 1984. Now, in general pop culture, do you have any idea what I I mean when I just say, like, 1984? A triggering response. Yes, I have many. Okay. What is the most prevalent one? I think it's the... (laughs) All we do is talk about 1984. Was that about right? Close. I mean, I <laughs> definitely align with what you just said there. But I'm talking more about like a dystopian future. One that uh, could be very close to our current future. Oof. Um, before we started recording the show, Willie, you asked for what from me? For you to not be sick. I know. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you for all the thoughts and prayers. Um <laughs> How's that working out for you? I need medicine. That's what I need. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, you asked me for a password to get into our photo shoot session that we had. For what reason? Oh, because I wanted to generate AI images of us because they are making their rounds. That's right. Everybody has gone crazy on their social medias. And you've probably seen this from your friends or from yourself. You're posting all these cool like anime AIs or family history, what you could have looked like in the past AI images. And that's, I mean, it's really fun. It's cool. And it's a great way for everybody to kind of come together around the holidays and have something to talk about. But this week in curated Tumblr, I have a post that says Tencent. Yeah, we're developing a face ID AI algorithm to identify people in protests and riots. Everyone. Oh, Jesus, that sucks. Tencent, 
Also, here's an AI art generator that can turn your selfies into anime. Everyone. Apparently. Fuck yeah, let me get in on that. (laughs) (laughs) So, all I'm saying is, did I try to go on to MyHeritage.com and sign up to make this happen? Yes. Did I stop when they were going to charge me $12 to do it? Also yes. But knowing full well that I was giving them 12 images of my face that could be used, you know, and all the terms and conditions. They're like, we can use this however we want. You know, we're going to place it on everybody's balls. And there's <laughs> nothing you can do to stop us. So my question for you is, Willie, now that I've told you this, does it change your mind? Does it make you want to add ourselves to the pantheon of potential FBI, CIA, NSA? You know, because our own government's going to do it, too. Totally. We're in this in really interesting, I, I would call it the AI enlightenment generation, where we're seeing vast potential coming out of AI-generated stuff. And this week has has seen this monumental leap forward, where it's so accessible to just grab your smartphone, log into an app, upload a few photos, and generate art in tons and tons of different styles of your face. And I I don't know if I necessarily want to go into the ethics of this because we've talked about it with our friend Joel on a previous episode. And if you want a deep dive, that's the episode to go listen to because Midnight like, and Art Fights. Midnight's and Art Fights. It's it's gonna happen. I think we just need to get over that. So here's my opinion on this. And I just I want everybody who is a naysayer of this technology or fearful or has a negative point to just take a pause and think about it this way. I saw this documentary video about an artist who did 2D drawings of Roger Rabbit for the first Roger Rabbit film, and they were looking to make a sequel. And the mouse said, hey, we want you guys to draw Roger Rabbit again, and we're going to try to do the same thing that we did. But then they had a secret project within the secret project, and this one was that they were going to attempt to do a 3D on top of the 2D and see if they can make it arguably better. So this was this company saying, we're going to see if we can advance this technology using these tools. Okay. I look at AI, specifically AI-generated art. The big one is, uh, I think, Generate AI this week that is generating stories, conversations, it knows every language in the world. It knows all of them, including coding languages. And you can say, make a program that does this in this language, and it will do it and give you instructions on how to implement it. I look at this as the future of a new tool. And those artists, those creators, those innovators who choose to embrace this new tool will not go the way of blockbusters and will go the way of streaming services that choose to take a a risk on something that is going to define a new generation. So whether you take this very like fundamentally conservative approach and, and say like, I don't want to embrace change. I think you're going to be left behind. So what you're saying is by next year, everybody's avatar is going to be an deep AI generation of something. Yes. Okay. Next year, we're going to be able to put our faces in the Star Wars movies 
and we'll just be able to watch it at the holidays with the family and be like, oh, look, we made Grandpa Yoda. And uh, I, I think that we're going to next year, we are going to generate a foundation for this show in AI. Oh, we're going to be in the meta. We will. No, 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 we will be here doing what we're doing. Oh, but we'll hit a button that says generate episode 256. And it just says, here's the script. Here's the links. Scott talks about this. Willie talks about this. Willie rambles here. Scott has a coughing fit. That's going to yeah. save us so much time <laughs> recording episodes. It might. It's also probably going to get us canceled really fast. It might. <laughs> Willie, uh, I just generated this episode. Why is it just called the N-word? <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, Scott, our special guest is don't finish that joke. <laughs> Hey, spe- speaking of, I just want to take a brief apprise. Reprise? Are you just making up words now? Are you trying to AI generate so. words? Okay. Yeah. Use the simple ones. I'm, I'm reading a script me, down please. here, Scott. Okay. I want to take a brief break from the week and the day's shows to talk about something that I hope is not going to make it as your next story. But can we, from here on out, unless there is something substantial refuse to talk about Kanye West on this show. Yeah, that's fine. I had it as something we could talk about because it was a big talker like the day after we recorded, of course. (laughs) By the time this episode goes live, he'll probably have done something else weird. A couple episodes back, I was very adamant that we could just stop talking about him and Elon altogether and the world would be better for it. Now, I posted a clip of me saying that And at least one person commented like, well, that's unrealistic. And I thought to myself, why? You're just not trying hard enough. Like (laughs) these, if somehow Kanye West and Elon Musk have gotten so entangled in your life or your life is so boring and devoid of all other joys that bring you joy, pleasure, (laughs) anything. Yeah. Like you've, you've run out of porn. Anything. You, you've stopped. Yeah. You've stopped taking satisfaction in your morning poops. Then that's on you. That's something for you to focus on between you and your therapist or I don't know. Your God. What's that thing they tell kids to do after they've been playing video games for too long? Go touch grass. Like, honestly. Kick rocks. Put down the screen, go outside, climb a mountain, climb Mount Everest, like all those other rich sons of guns and (laughs) find something else because those two human beings are going to do what they're going to do but that does not have to affect you agreed i think the moment alex jones the human walking garbage can becomes a voice of reason yeah we've gone too far that that person is my barometer nothing below that he is the depths below yeah Yep. I will say this, though. The The only reason I had it as a topic of potential uh, discussion today was because on the show that we record every single week, our theme, for the most part, is Reddit. And the Kanye subreddit decided to change from, uh, I guess, a follower, worshiper kind of Reddit for that human being and mold its itself into something that was educational and inspirational in a way that we don't see a lot 
thankfully, because there's not this much controversy in the world. So it went from a Kanye devotee subreddit to a Holocaust awareness subreddit, like explaining all the things that happened and educating people who obviously have never heard of or deny this atrocity that happened in human history. That That's the only thing that I was going to kind of bring up and in a positive light. Counter to that, though, this week, Scott, there was another announcement, and it's something I am so excited about. It was announced that on March 16th of 2023, Star Wars Jedi Survivor launches, which is the second game in their series of like first person action adventure yeah. game. And I am so excited. I have a confession. Oh. I did not finish the first one. How? I know. I, I know. I, I kind of I started and at first it took me a little while to get into it because it's kind of a rhythm game. Uh, in mm-hmm. addition to being a puzzle game, which I, I don't like rhythm games. What do you what do you mean by rhythm games? Can you just like describe that for me? When you are climbing around, you know, you have to do certain things and certain moves to jump from here to there, point A to point B and run and dive and dash and slide. Sure. But when you fight enemies, you have to use combos and parries and sure dodges yeah, you have to and block these and things. Move yeah. And every single character that you fight has some sort of, I guess, special ability. Now, like mm-hmm. a, a basic stormtrooper, you can defeat with simple moves. But if you get to somebody who is an inquisitor, like they're going to block your simple moves. So you have to wait for them to attack, parry it, counter, jump out of the way. And then when you get to the bosses, it's just like that times 12. And you know how I am with math. I'm just, I'm just not that good. You're like, oh, God, what am I supposed to do? Is it 14? I was watching this dude fight one of the bosses on YouTube to try and figure out how to move to the next level. And I was just like, holy crap. I have to I have to memorize like this button combination. Do it three times in a row. I don't know if I like the I, game that much. That's fair. I could, I could see that. But I think, are you a fan of really story-driven games? Oh, like yeah. Last of Us. Especially. Or, I mean... God this? of War. These are games you never get to play because you have an Xbox. But Right. But like single player games. Yeah, I love them. I think that the best middle ground for me is a game like Jedi Fallen Order. If you haven't played that game, it's one of my favorites. And I was surprised when it came out. It came out early 20, late 2019, right before mm-hmm. the pandemic. Yeah. I played the crap out of this thing and it was so fun. And I'm I'm really excited that they're bringing this back. And bringing the all the characters, or at least like the main character Cal, back. It's a really fun game. It is. I wish I were better at it. I wish I liked it more. But even before we started recording today, I was just trying to like focus my mind on not coughing. And I was playing Destiny, and I got to this point where I was like I had beaten the whole level, thankfully. But then I got to the boss level, and I died like two times in a row. And I was just like, you know what? I don't have time for this. <laughs> Why is this always happening to me? Yeah, the, a new season came out today, right? It did. It did, yeah. Well, my story of the week has to do with people hanging out, just having fun, gathering after a long mm-hmm. day at school. Were you mm-hmm. ever a part of any extracurricular activities besides sports? No, because it was always sports. I was a three-season oh. athlete, so I don't really... 
Whatever, jock. Really? Well, anyway, some people decided to like be part of the debate club or the speech club or maybe a little bit closer to today's story, like in Stranger Things Season 4, the Hellfire Club. Oh? Because this week in atheism, Chesapeake Public Schools will allow an after-school Satan club and parents are losing their shit. A local law professor claps back saying... If the school is going to allow one religious club to meet, all other clubs have the right to meet regardless of ideology. When you think of Satan, what's the first thing that comes to mind, Willie? Hatred, negativity, all the the inverse of what positive religions are about. Yeah, he's the devil, right? He's the bad guy in the story. But let me assuage your fears because according to... The campaign director for the ASC, the club isn't about fire and brimstone. It's actually about brainstorming. He says, we do not believe in a supernatural Satan as a symbol because legend has it that Satan was the first to start asking questions and was cast out of heaven for that reason. The group's flyer is mentioning that it's a voluntary club and they're not trying to convert anybody. Instead, they want people to look at the world scientifically rationally and non-superstitiously now as you can imagine everybody at the school is 100 percent on board with this and there have been no complaints so let's move on to the next story well so is this being put on by the satanic temple or the church of satan i mean that's a very good question i don't think that they have any sort of affiliation with uh, either that, as it turns out the uh, article does not say which of the leading Satan uh, establishments are backing this. So for all we know, it could be uh, some new startup. I think a lot of people, a lot of maybe ignorant, I don't, I'm not using that in a negative term. A lot of people who don't research this stuff would think, oh, it's Satan, meaning old school, that's really bad. But the Satanic temple has some really interesting beliefs that's different than like the church of Satan, like the people that believe in evil and that that type of stuff so quickly because this is i think this is really interesting the satanic temple scott was started in 2013 not 1966 like the church of satan they're actually recognized as an exempt church or exempt organization by the irs they have a headquarters they have local chapters they're still growing they hold regular meetings are they socially and politically active yes that could be an issue potentially right Mm-hmm. They do accept donations. There's not a membership fee. They do host after-school Satan clubs. Ah, I found it. I found it. I went to the sign-up page, and it turns out the Satanic Temple is the sponsor of this. Nailed it. There we go. Overall, you are correct. They are not a church that believes in Satan. They are a group that believes in science first. I'm not saying that I'm part of it. I'm not. Willie? Don't doesn't have like a gold star member card or anything right he's he is not attending services i don't even know yeah, is, they wouldn't do it in gold it would be in plaque yeah do you think we have one here in the state can you give that a quick Googs? i don't want to be on a list i'm not googling it you 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 do it uh-uh, i don't want to either no i'm scared no, no. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> oh man we've had some ups and downs today scott and i think it's time it's sometimes good, it's sometimes not. It's time for ups and down votes with Willie and Scott. Call it in three, two, oh, call it. Um, 
heads. And it's heads. You. I just want to thank the committee, not the Hollywood Foreign Press, because they're bastards. But all right. All right. So I'm going to do a little bit of controversy for my upvote of the week. And you thought our last story was controversial. Just wait till you hear these words, because it's from news. The CDC is encouraging people to wear masks to help prevent the spread of COVID, flu, and RSV over the holidays. <coughs> and yes, I am biased as somebody who caught one or part of all of those this past week <laughs> and have just been on my ass for the past 10 days. I fucking hate being sick. It is I, the worst. Willie, you talked about it, uh, last week. Mm-hmm. How you get sick once a year during the holidays and before COVID, Correct. like that was that was my MO too. So now that COVID doesn't exist anymore, here we are, me getting sick at the holidays again. <coughs> and I hate it. And I don't wish this on any of you. If you would just be kind that if to, to put on a, one of those cheap masks, you know, over the nose too. If you're feeling sick. If you're not feeling sick, great. But if you are, please. Do you think... And I say this out of loving respect for you, Scott. Do you think that if you had little colds, little little ones throughout the year, fall, summer, this wouldn't have hit you so bad? Like, was this that jump start to be like, hey, welcome back to the real world. Sickness <coughs> exists outside of just COVID. I mean, this was pretty much my own fault to get this. Are you I, licking doorknobs? Are you going back to that? I thought we were over that. No, I'm just putting them in me. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> he, back, he just backs up to every door. That's why you gotta and... wash your hands, people. That's why you gotta wash them all the time. No, a a very cute cherubic child coughed directly into my eyeballs twice, and so that's how I got sick. Him wearing a mask would have prevented that, but uh, a little unrealistic to ask a toddler to correctly wear a mask especially during a holiday meal so i i think my body's ability to just like put the little bits of illness that it's collected every single month throughout the year and then put it in a blender and pour it <coughs> into my <laughs> mouth while i'm sleeping is uh, a terrible system and i wish i could lessen and spread it out but i don't know how to change that you're here in year 40 well buddy i hope you get better and <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, seriously. I think we need to be over that time where we say we're sick, but I'm I'm just going to I'm going to huff it out. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be mightier then and go work. Just take time. Get better. None of us need to all get sick. That that's English. That is unless you can't because the government deemed it illegal. Speaking of stories of vengeance, my downvote of the week is a tale that might have been told in the past, but I'm going to quickly read you a story from NPR. The true story of a man-eating tiger's vengeance. He ate a tiger's what? The most biodiverse region in all of Russia lies on a chunk of land sandwiched between China and the Pacific Ocean. There, in Russia's far east, subarctic animals such as caribou and wolves, mingle with tigers and other species of the subtropics. Oh, my. It was very nearly a perfect habitat for the tigers until 
us humans showed up. The tigers that populate this region are commonly referred to as Siberian tigers, but they are more accurately known as Amur tigers. Imagine a creature that has the agility and appetite of the cat and the mass of an industrial refrigerator. <laughs> that may or may not contain Indiana Jones. Yes. At the center of this story, again, this is from NPR, is Vladimir Markov, a poacher who met a grisly end in the winter of 1997. Tiger end. After, after he shot and wounded a tiger and then stole part of the tiger's kill. The injured tiger hunted Markov down in a way that appears to be chillingly premeditated. The tiger stalked out Markov's cabin and then waited by the front door for Markov to come home. The animal waited for anywhere from 12 to 48 hours before attacking. And when Markov finally appeared, the tiger killed him, dragged him into the bushes and ate him. It finally goes on to say that eating may have been secondary. I think he killed him because he just had a bone to pick. Damn, nature, you scary. <laughs> <laughs> if, if there's one thing ev evolution has taught us is that we might not be the only one that holds grudges. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. <laughs> Find more of us on our socials, and we'll see you next week.